This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Dramatic pause. A dramatic pause says something without saying anything at all. Dramatic pause is a go-to for podcasters, presidents, and Radio voiceovers. It makes you look really smart, even if you're not. Feet deserve a go-to like that. Like Hey Dude Shoes. Light, comfy, good to go to. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average, and those savings add up. Imagine what you could buy in the future. Hey, remember how 20 years ago I switched to Progressive? Well, now it's the future, and I used all those savings to buy this new hologram phone. Because, you know, it's the future, and everything is holograms now. So switch to Progressive and save big, because those savings can add up in the future. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National annual average insurance savings by new customer surveyed who saved with Progressive in 2020. Potential savings will vary. Welcome again to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman. It's another episode of Friday Night Foam. And this is our preview episode of Foam versus Chelsea. Joining me is my co-host, Janusz Ineas. In the bottom square, in the right-hand square, we have a very special guest. It's Allison Bender, who is a freelance presenter. Allison was on Cottage Talk years ago, but I'm lucky enough to get her back on. Thankfully, Foam are back in the Premier League, Allison, that we can have you back on to join us. But Allison's also... A huge Chelsea supporter. So, Allison, we thought we'd have you on to talk a little bit about Chelsea, but you also have some really good thoughts about Fulham as well. We have a lot to talk about, and Allison will be with us at the top of the show. So, Allison, first of all, welcome to Cottage Talk. Thank you for joining Giannis and me tonight. Hey, guys, it's a pleasure. I mean, I would I would happily come and talk Fulham all day long. I lo- you know that um, I have a bit of an affection. I know for you do. But you guys just keep going down. I'm not. I'm not going to get any fans ever <laughs> saying that, do you, am I? But um, seriously, whenever you do go down, I, it honestly is one of the saddest days, and you'll see it on social media yep. the way the journalists talk about it because we do have an affection for Fulham, um, the club itself, so traditional. I actually saw it the other day, and they're building a new stand, yes. this new Riverside stand. It looks so different. 
different. I was there for the Liverpool game. Um, and But it still has that really sort of that quaintness about it and that nostalgia is a lovely club. Yes. Well, thank you for saying all that, Alison. Giannis, are you looking forward to doing this show? Yes, I am. And uh, for all those fans that don't know, let's not forget that there are actually two football clubs in Fulham. <laughs> there's us. And there's that lot. Them. Okay, Welcome Giannis. aboard, Alison. Yeah, we like to, yeah, yeah, thanks. We like to call ourselves Chelsea, but I am reminded that we are uh, we are based in Fulham. So, yeah. Okay. Well, this show got off to a very interesting beginning. Thank you, Giannis. Okay. Allison, over to you, and let's start our conversation with you just talking about Chelsea. There's a lot to talk about with Chelsea. So let's just get your view of Chelsea's season so far. Well, it's been a bit of an up and down one, hasn't it? It's been a bit of a roller coaster ride. I mean, we were used to that from last season. I mean, obviously, Frank Lampard massively overachieved last season, um, given the fact that we had a transfer ban. Obviously, he, he put his trust in so many young players, which I think was was a delight actually for for fans who were perhaps a little bit disillusioned after the kind of the Sarri era, I guess. Yep. Um, Lampard came in and he kind of gave it its identity back a little bit. He understood the fans. And I think that is really important. Not for everyone. It is a results business, but that was important. And obviously we were a little bit inconsistent. And at the time, Lampard said, you get inconsistency when you have young players, right? And so obviously this season, having bought all this, you know, 200 million plus pounds worth of talent, um, we thought we might like to see or start to see a bit more consistency uh, wrong. Um, and obviously, there's so many mitigating factors that we can go right. into some of them. I mean, it is a crazy season. We're living through a pandemic, of course. Um, but it has been a bit rocky. And obviously, we saw a 17-game unbeaten run. Um, but at the moment, we're having a really rough time. I noticed that, Alison. And uh, Yanis, I, w- I want to go to you. Your thoughts on Chelsea's season so far, and then I'll go right back to Alison. Agree with Alison. Frank did a you know decent job last year with all the kids he had, but I think the expectations when you you're bringing in players like you know Werner and Havertz and and Kepa, um, really your most consistent player shouldn't be a 34 year old striker. And um, they've been the thing that I'm trying to trying to figure out with Chelsea is what sort of identity they have, yeah, and if they have one, and. It looks a little discombobulated. And I know a number of teams have been struggling and last year was different and all that sort of stuff. But uh, there's obviously some anxiety here. And, and I know, Alison, you've probably heard this rumours rumbling about the game tomorrow. Because if the result doesn't go Frank's way, um, we all know that Roman likes to, uh, you know... Wield well, yeah. the axe. Wield <laughs> the axe. And um, I'll be very curious to see what happens. And if you look at players, you know, coaches like Ancelotti, you know, he's doing a super job over at Goodison Park. Um, you know, he's pretty quick with the trigger. And his legendary status as a, as a Chelsea player can only take him so far. And I think it, you know, the results have not been great recently for Chelsea. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, Alison, right back to you. And I'm glad that Giannis led us there because I want to get your thoughts on Frank Lampard and could he possibly be under that type of pressure? Is the match that huge? You and I were talking about this off air, that this has now, even even it being this London derby, Fulham versus Chelsea, there's a lot of pressure on Frank Lampard in this match, correct? Correct. There is a lot of pressure, and he knows it. I mean, as I said, it is results-based. We know what Abramovich is like. Um, and it was an interesting one that we had more come first and obviously beat them emphatically. 
that absolutely needed to happen. But a lot was made of the Morecambe game and the Fulham game, the two games that were must win for him. And, and I think that it is. I, I don't think that it has been any particular time frame set on this, but I have read reports. I know that Liam Toomey was writing um, in The Athletic saying that perhaps they were looking for, for managers out there. And I, I think that Chelsea do that. I think they'll obviously have a look at who's available just in case. I, I do say, I have to say, though, I think that Frank Lampard will be given a little bit more time for this reason. OK, it, he is a project. We always knew that. Right. We knew that this was something different, okay? This is not getting someone with an incredible CV. This is someone who was going to come back in and hopefully be a bit of a long-term project. But he would have known straight away, look, if, if results don't start going um, well, then you are going to be out of the job. And he knows that. Um, so I, I, I think that he would deserve until the end of this season, to be honest with you, particularly because of the type of season it is. I mean, we see all kinds of crazy results all over um, the Premier League. So many upsets. No one really understands. I was at, uh, I was at a terrible match last night. I was at um, Arsenal against Palace. It was a horrible match. Yeah. Oh. And I asked Arteta, you know, what on earth is going wrong? And he said, well, like everyone else, we're missing our fans desperately. Yeah. I mean, look at I, it. I totally agree with that. So, it, you know, I almost think that, that managers might be given a little bit more time because of, such, you know, the strange circumstances. You can actually um, give them a little bit more time, but also because he is Frank Lampard right. and what he means to the club. But, but that can't go on forever. I mean, obviously, emotions one thing, but results, and it's a business. It is a results business, but I'm going to be fair to Frank. As I've said to Parker, I think that even at the beginning of the season, I said, Parker deserves the entire season, Allison, partially because of what you said, because of what's been going on with the pandemic and, and what we're dealing with, but also a new manager, a new situation, similar project, just like Lampard in Chelsea. If I'm Abramovich, I would hope that he would take that in consideration before pulling the plug on Lampard. I understand the results, but I think Lampard, like you were just saying, would be given the season here based on yeah, everything we're dealing with. Exactly. And you've got so many great examples. Okay. Let's just look at Ralph Hasenhussel. And, exactly. You know, when we lost 9 0, everyone was saying, you know, a team cannot recover from that. A manager can't recover from that. And, you know, look at them. We just found out that Danny Ings has tested positive uh, for COVID 19, another player. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that is, and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, another perfect example. I mean, only a few, a few games ago, it was Ole out. And now he's been on this incredible run. Look at Manchester United now. It's, it's insane. And all these late wins as well, sort of harping back to the Sir Alex Ferguson days, um, which, you know, always fills me with nostalgia because I, I loved watching football um, back then. But it, yeah, it, it's one of those things. I do think that you have to show a little bit of faith with managers. Obviously, Arteta's having the same problem as well. And I'm pleased with Scott Parker as well, because at the beginning of the season, you guys were struggling. Obviously, um, you've, you've recorded a crazy amount of draws in a row. Was it five draws in a row, is it? Yes. Yeah, amazing. So I think with the sixth draw, I read a stat. It's like the first time since, I don't know, donkey's years. You probably know the stat um, since you've done that. Yes. It, you know, it, it's just interesting the way things are going. Yanis, I want to go to you before I go back to Allison. Your thoughts on what we're talking about with Frank Lampard here. Um, Allison's right. I mean, you look at the Haas and Hoodle. I remember that 9 nothing loss to Leicester. And it, was, it was down at St. Mary's and it was, it was a, a shocking loss. 
I was there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, you were there for that, Alison. I, mean, I was there. Yeah, sorry to rain. It was yeah. it was the craziest night because there was yeah. swirling wind and it yeah. was like it felt like some kind of weird apocalyptic. Um, carry on, yeah. No, it was it was it was. A, I mean, it was a terrible game for Southampton and everything that could have gone bad did. But the the true measure of coaching is resilience and how and how you're doing it from the bottom up and and full credit to the owners down at Southampton because they you know they showed a lot of patience and 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 uh, they believed in the project. And uh, case in point, Southampton have become a very good team, and yet they were able to sell a player like Hoybier, who is doing outstandingly for Tottenham this year. Yeah. And, you know, they've, I mean, Hassan Hootel has made Theo Walcott turn back the clock 10 years. I mean, it, it, it's, it's a really, really solid side. The problem that Chelsea have is the owner, it's the ownership, because Roman. See, this is you know, where I'm with you, yeah. yeah. I mean, if, in most of the, I mean, look at. Chris Wilder at Sheffield United, he's not going to get fired. They've got five points. We know that. But the the, the hierarchy believe in the project that, that, that he's creating a Bramall Lane. But with Abramovich, you know, if you look at the list of coaches that have been hired and fired in the last 10 years, you just go, oh, like, 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 what are you doing? Like, some top class, wonderful, wonderful coaches. And I was hearing rumors this week that, that, um, that, Abramovich was thinking of bringing Avram Grant into the. <laughs> I read that. Before. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, I think I thought it was a risky move to hire him in the first place. I, I, I honestly thought he, he was at Derby County. He wasn't exactly successful there. Um, I prefer the route that, say, Stephen Gerrard took. He went up to Rangers. Up to Rangers. Went up to Rangers. He's done it very quietly. Yeah, he's done a nice job. Yeah, and they've done a very good job. Yeah. Um, Lamp, I know that Chelsea see Fulham as a court, sort of like ants, like irritable little neighbours. Um, but the Chelsea team, the, the Fulham team that played Chelsea two years ago, and I was looking at the lineup from them. We had we had players like Northfight in there for crying out loud. I mean, this is how bad it was. This is a team that is developed, and Frank will know that it's not just about the points that he needs, but it's a personal little thing between he and Scotty because that's interesting. It's going to be a great matchup. Scotty, I'm sure he's licking his lips. He's going, oh, man, bring those buggers. We're looking forward to this. This is going to be because we're playing well. And we are playing well, yeah. Scotty has developed a style now where oh, we won at Leicester. Okay, maybe it was a fluke. Against Liverpool, you know what, should have won. Could have lost against Brighton. Eh, but could have beaten Southampton. We were very good against Tottenham the other night. So That's we're right. Not, and it's, you know, we're, we're evolving slowly. So... Um, it's a if if it wasn't Roman, I wouldn't be so worried. But Roman can do anything. He, he's liable to land a, an airplane on a pitch or something. I mean, he's just okay. That's Roman. So we'll see. I mean, to the end of the season, maybe. But I they have so. to min- minimum have to be in the top six. Okay. I agree with you there. I agree with you. If we start to fall down the table, although it's really strange yep. because one result can just jump jump you up and then jump you back down again right. um, very quickly. So it's strange. But but I agree. Obviously, they have to sort of keep track game by game. Mm. And I think he will be sort of looking to see who's out there at the moment. Um, I like I like what you said about the, the, the ants kind of um, analogy, actually. Um, and I have to admit, I mean, I, I'll hold my hands up. I was really very, very impressed and surprised, actually, at that Liverpool game because, um, you know, uh, they looked so rattled. And I think that 
Fulham just just came out and looked so impressive. And it wasn't just one of those. I was a bit annoyed, actually. I don't know whether whether you guys were annoyed with what Jose Mourinho said. Maybe it was taken a bit out of context, but he kind of implied that Fulham in the in the Spurs game were um, defensive and lucky, he said. Lucky, yeah. within, within a lot of other stuff as well. But yeah. I was a bit like, well, I don't think they were. I think they were really, I think they played really well. I think they have really good balance throughout the team. I think there's a, uh, there's a few really standout players. And I just, uh, I think that sort of didn't give them the credit they deserve. That deserve. I don't know if that annoyed you as Fulham fans. Giannis, your thoughts on that? Yeah. Because it annoyed me. So your thoughts? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, first things first, uh, I coached, I retired last year from coaching over here. I did it for 27 years. And the 27 years that I coached, I never had a scheduled, a rescheduled game with 48 hours notice. And that's at the amateur level. So shows they can shut up, number one. Number two, COVID is COVID. We don't mess around with that stuff. We know how bad it is. Number three, you know what? Um, Talk about disrespectful. I mean, you get the phone call on Monday morning at 9.30 saying you've got to do this game. Parker's got every right to say the whole thing is scandalous. Absolutely. Right. And he puts the lineup out and then he gives this nice little hug in the tunnel. Love you. I love your mum. I love your dad. And then afterwards, <laughs> after, let's face it, that goal by Harry Kane will be as good a goal as you will That's see. That's fantastic all goal year. by Kane. Incredible. He's, and that, but yet we found the resilience to come back. He goes, oh, well, you know, they play well. They were lucky. Shut up. Yeah. Shut up. No, no that you was got, not lucky, honest. We both know this. Yeah. No, and, and what he doesn't realize is really. Tottenham are a, a, a one-trick pony because you take Son and yeah. Kane out of that. Very limited beyond that. You're very right. Very limited beyond that. And and what about saying, oh, geez, my centre-back, Eric Dyer, is six foot three, and he got beaten by Ivan Caballero, who's five foot nine in the air. None of that. Yeah. It's, just, it's, a, it's sort of like, Alison, um, we are to Chelsea, and it's not bad, what Brentford are to us. Yes, that's right, actually a good right. analogy. I mean, we yeah, look at yeah. Brentford and go, Brentford, stay down the M4. Off you go. See ya. Bye. <laughs> we just laugh at them. But, but, yeah, but I, you, I definitely think they'll get them problems. I mean, I, I, I agree with you to a certain extent about the one-trick pony. I mean, you already talked about how impressive Hoy Vieira has been at oh, yeah. and he's been excellent. And, you know, Undombele and, you know, Lo Celso is pretty, pretty good. At, but you're right, it's all about... Kane and Son and how well they connect with each other yes. and the, the defence doesn't look too good and I think actually I mean obviously Ariola had an absolute brilliant game oh. um, I think him and Lloris are kind of equal in their statistics basically yep. but again I think Mourinho kind of acted as if he he, he wasn't quite aware of how talented Ariola was yeah that's, that's actually a very very good question and a good segue because I actually have a question for you Elsa. I think this is a good question because we're going to talk about some Chelsea players so this is from Ralph Leach how does Allison rate Mendy? I don't yeah. think he or Kepa are better than Ariel. And now you now have seen Ariel. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, actually, Ariel has definitely put himself on the map. And I, I mean, obviously, he's been a great keeper for many years. But I mean, so the Mendy thing was interesting because I didn't know a lot about him when he came in. And, you know, he started the season phenomenally well and everyone was raving and you know, I felt a bit sorry for Kepa, to be fair, because, you know, he's the most expensive goalkeeper in all, of all time. And he's yeah. sat there looking absolutely miserable on the bench. It looks like he's completely frozen out. Um, and then obviously, you know, Mendy has come a little bit unstuck of late. And we've, you know, we've seen a different side to him. Um, and I suppose Frank Lampard does have a dilemma. Um, I still think he's he's impressed me enough to, to stick with him, to be honest with you. Um but I don't think any of these are sort of top level keepers um, compared to some of the others that some Premier League sides have. 
Um, and obviously it helps. I mean, you've got, you know, Thiago Silva's really, you know, come in and, and, and done well in defence. And I think when you've got someone so experienced in front of you like that, that's going to be um, a huge help as well. And, you know, even when you look at Chilwell and Reese James, obviously Reese James has been injured. I think he's going to be back for the Fulham game. Um, but, you know, our back line's looking pretty impressive. Um, so it all, you know, all as a unit kind of, but yeah, Mendy, I suppose the jury's still out for me. Okay, very good. All right. Alison, give me some key players from a Chelsea perspective against Fulham. You and I were talking about off-air how Conte's not going to be part of it. So I'm curious your thoughts on how much of an effect that has. And then, of course, key players that have to play well for Chelsea to get all three points. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Kante is going to be as big a loss as we would have said perhaps a few months ago um, because, you know, we've got so many options in the midfield now and and actually Kante has not necessarily had his best season. So I, I'm not too worried about that. You know, normally you'd be like, oh, Kante, no Kante is terrible. Um, so there's a few interesting points, isn't there? So Frank Lampard's finally kind of got everyone to choose from. In the Manchester City game, he used Werner up, you know, through the middle. And yeah, everyone's been asking for that, okay. Um, and it didn't necessarily work. It wasn't just that that didn't work. I think that all of it didn't work, really. Um, but then Callum Hudson-Odoi's been playing brilliantly and probably deserves a chance. You know, Pulisic as well. Have a, so he's, you sort of wonder what he's going to go with. Um, now, Werner is struggling, clearly. And the fact that he scored against Morecambe, is that going to be enough to kind of make him turn a corner? I don't know. I mean, we know what a great striker he has been in the past. And I think we were kind of expecting him to hit the ground running a bit more. But obviously, he was being played wide. It didn't suit him. Havertz had COVID as well, so had a really tough time. So I think it's... Frank Lampard has got has got a really tactical game, actually. Really big decisions ahead of him. Not just for the starting eleven, but how he's going to change things during the game should he need to as well. Um, so I guess it, it all depends whether these players are going to be on their game. And like, you know, do you go with Ta- Tammy Abraham Giroud up front even? I don't think he will. Um, but then you've always got that option to to bring on one of them. And, you know, as you said, Yanis, it's a bit disappointing when you're relying on a, a 34-year-old. Right. And he's not going to score you kind of 20-plus goals a season. He's He is good. He's very good. But I, I, he's not on that level that you see some of the other front threes, like the Son and Kane we spoke about. Now, Allison, I want to ask you about a player that I actually was listening to a podcast raving about Gilmore. What, what are your thoughts about him? Could he feature? Yeah, gosh, I do know. I'd almost forgotten about Gilmore, and he's been so good. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I think Frank Lampard really trusts him as well. And he's a, he's another really he's a good one for the future because he's so young. But he do, he doesn't look out of his depth at all. I think he looks really composed. I've, I've been really really impressed with him. Um, so again, that's what I'm saying. Like we we almost have an embarrassment of riches, I suppose, at the moment. So we we are incredibly lucky. And as I said to you just before I jumped on this, I actually hadn't. I'm not going to this game, and I hadn't done my prep for this game. So I'm actually not sure what starting eleven he's going to go with. Um, yeah. So really interesting. Okay, very good. All right, let's flip it. Allison, you and I were again talking off air, and you had some really nice things to say about Fulham. So let's get your view on Fulham. I know how you feel about Craven Cottage, but Sounds like you like what you've seen recently from Fulham. Yeah, I do. And I was I was quite surprised, actually, when I first went to my first Fulham game and I wasn't that familiar with the, the team, actually. I, it feels like such a different team to, you know, teams that I've been following. I'm actually just going to yeah. get it in front of me just to remind me who's impressed me. Oh, yeah, obviously we know Loftus-Cheek well. And, and, and Guisa, is that how you say it? Or Anguisa? Yes. 
He really, Andre really Frank Gisa, yeah. yeah, so a lot of people have been talking about him going into the game and I kept an eye on him and I, I was very impressed. Um, and obviously Bobby Reed, you know, looks incredibly comfortable and Cavalero as well. Um, but yeah, it just seems to have a really good balance and they didn't they didn't seem afraid. Like I think with the, with the Liverpool game that I was at, um, they just looked like they were there to play their game. They weren't sort of trying to stop Liverpool and it just clicked. They looked really fluent. It was really high tempo. Um, it wasn't defensive at all. It was incredibly no. creative. Uh, I was just really impressed, but it, it didn't seem to tally with what I'd, I suppose, wrongly thought that I was going to expect from a, a Fulham game. And that's interesting that you said that because, again, when you look at the Liverpool match that you went to, even the Tottenham match, Fulham were not defensive in the Tottenham match. They took their chances and, and they were offensive when they needed to be. And I think this is the maturation of... Scott Parker, Allison, you know, again, he can change the style if he needs to. He has a couple different ways to play. But I think this also, you know, again, I, I think you have to give a lot of credit to Scott Parker, and I think you're seeing the results. You're seeing it right in front of you Then the Liverpool match. That was not what you were expecting, correct? No, exactly. It wasn't. And, and, and maybe as well, you know, because Scott Parker, he's not – you know, Frank Lampard mentioned it, didn't he, a few months ago that – I think people ridiculed him a bit, but they said, you know, young English managers are not taken as seriously. I mean, if they were European and they'd done done a bit, I don't know, in Spain or in Italy, they might be taken a bit more seriously. And maybe there's a little bit of something to that as well. well I don't know. I mean, he is a young manager. I don't know if you agree. Yeah, that that's very interesting. Yanis, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, you always want to see young managers come through the forefront, especially in, in, in the Premier League. And that's... The, and that's um, and that's part of the problem that you've got that gravit- gravitation gravitation towards looking overseas for you know who's the best available manager at what price. So, uh, case in point, if Frank doesn't succeed, will Roman look at mm, well someone like I know he's on ridiculous forty million a year, but Diego Simeone, Andrea Pirlo, always liked, yeah, that's yeah. I mean that's I mean that's ridiculous. Forty million is ridiculous, but that sort of thing. Instead of saying okay, are there young coaches that we would I mean? Would he ever take a risk on someone like an um, an Eddie Howe? Oh, I don't I don't know about that. See, but, but you look at the, the, see, the job he's done. Alice is shaking her head too. I, I don't I don't know. About well, no, that, and that's the sad thing. So maybe Lampard does have a little bit of a point there. You know, there's not the the, the awe and the glamour surrounding these managers, whereas someone like Pochettino perhaps yeah. um, comes in and does it. You know, a sterling job at, at Southampton. And, you know, in a similar way, actually, that we've seen Eddie Howe perhaps at Bournemouth, but maybe is taken a bit more seriously because of what he's done in Europe. I don't know. But it's definitely an interesting conversation because the, you know, it could almost, you would have thought maybe it could have worked against you. Um, You might have thought that English people would be um, dismissive of someone who perhaps doesn't speak the language well. I don't know. Like, you know, we still see Bielsa not conversing. So why is this going in reverse, Alison? This is reverse of that. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I'm quite surprised, actually. I'm, I'm, I'm almost impressed um, with the English mentality because I sort of think that sometimes that, that the English can be a bit dismissive of someone if they don't speak well, but it's almost, it's adding to the allure, perhaps. It makes them seem more exotic somehow, okay. a bit more mysterious. I don't know. Um, it's, I, it's a strange one. I'm just shooting from the hip here. But um, I, I just, I guess I'm saying that maybe Lampard does have a little bit of a affair. I mean, um, Allardyce said it years ago, didn't he? If my yeah. name was Aladice, I would have got a job at Real Madrid. And actually, I mean, crikey, when you look at his record at keeping teams up, not that I 
think he will necessarily be able to keep that record at the end of this season. I'm sure you'd be delighted if they go down because it gives you an extra chance to stay up, right? <laughs> look, at, look at Giannis, yeah. Okay, very good stuff. Allison, listen, I, I can't thank you enough for joining Giannis and I. Before I let you go, give us uh, your thoughts on what we might see on Saturday. Oh, crikey. I mean, I've been saying for a long time, ever since everyone's been talking about that Fulham game, I, I've been saying a lot on social media, like, guys, don't, you know, don't take this Fulham team lightly. And I think that, uh, I think Lampard will be really afraid and he'll be really well prepared. Okay. I think both teams are going to go for it. It's going to be a proper derby game. I think it's going to be amazing. I totally agree with that. I can totally see a draw, actually, but just, it means so much to Lampard. It means so much for him right now. Um, I'd like to think that we can win it. Maybe Timo Werner. I don't know. It is, it's a really, it's going to be so Allison, why is he struggling so much? You know, it's funny because I, I remember yeah. watching all of the Bundesliga and how great he was last season. What is going on with him? I mean, who knows? But it's it does take, it often takes people a, a bit of a while to settle. I mean, I spoke to people around Chelsea and they said that there was just no pre-season, which really didn't help okay. anyone. And, and obviously when you've got that many players, I mean, you think about it, you've got your keeper, you've got a new left back, you've got a new centre back, right back's already there. You've got a couple of new midfielders. You've got the front three who are all new. I mean, for goodness sake, that's it's the whole team basically. And then yep. you're, you're, I think he experimented with formations as well. So it wasn't even like he knew his best formation. Right. So they, they've just not had the chance, the opportunity to have that consistency. So and I guess when you're a, you know, a striker or a winger, whatever position you're going to play, you just want that consistency, don't you? That, that could have definitely yep. played a part. Okay, well... Allison, thank you so much for joining Giannis and myself. Just tell everyone how they can follow you. I actually have, in a scroll, I, I've uh, added your Twitter account, so, so hopefully uh, everyone oh, can uh, follow you. you on Twitter. And um, just tell everyone how that they can see you recently. Yeah, so the best way is to follow me on Twitter. It's at Ali Bender TV, as you um, just said, um, and on Instagram as well. I mean, I'm actually going to quite a few games. So just to, to put it out there, I, I cover all Premier League games. So I am a Chelsea fan, but actually I, I cover them all. So over this, the course of this month, um, I'm covering games involving Manchester United. I've got Liverpool. I've got Arsenal. I've got a bit of Chelsea, a bit of Tottenham. Uh, Fulham as well. I'm going to, I forget which Fulham game I'm going to. Is it Manchester United against Man Fulham? Man United on Wednesday. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So wow. I've got, um, I've forgotten about that. Do you know, I'm living day to day at the moment because it's just so crazy. I'm homeschooling my six-year-old as well. Wow. Uh, it's absolute chaos and carnage, but I love it. Um, so yeah, um, and I'm always tweeting about football and doing Instagram stories. So come along and follow me and say hi. Absolutely. <laughs> I highly just recommend <laughs> yeah, let's just follow you. Well, Allison, again, uh, I would highly recommend following Allison. And uh, I, I followed her for, for a very long time. It's great to have you back on. Hopefully you can join us again soon, Allison. Awesome. Love to. Yeah. Thanks okay. so much, guys. Cheers. Okay. Allison. Thanks. All right, Allison. That was Bye. Allison Bender, who is uh, a freelance presenter. And uh, I, I've seen her on ESPN. I've seen her in a bunch of places, but She's great, and uh, I thought she'd be a fantastic guest for us, Giannis, and I think she was. What, what are your thoughts about our discussion with Allison tonight? Excellent, but I didn't want to tell her that we've got a completely new back five, too. <laughs> you know, it's you know we, we've got a new keeper in the back four. Let's not forget. I mean, but uh, no, she was great. No, she, you know what? Giannis, by the way, even though she's not on camera, she's laughing because I could see good. her. Okay, good, good, good. 
and I mean no harm, Alison. I was like, um, no, you know what? She was excellent, and that's um, and she's got the. I mean, for fact, to, I mean, one of my closest friends, John Murray, is um, a commentator with BBC, and he's been for many, many years. And uh, he has, I always say to to Johnny that he has the life of Riley. He has a imagine going out and having a career. Yep. Um, following Premier League and going around the world and doing what, and she, she was excellent. Some great insight there, and it is interesting yeah. because something that could go and work in Chelsea's favour could, I'm saying, okay. is the fact that according to the original schedule, we weren't supposed to be playing Wednesday. And I can, I bet you, Scotty was 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 spitting bricks after the the, the QPR game on Saturday, going right. We know yep. no. Six days till you know who, but then of course that was changed on Monday night. And I know everything had to change. You got Tottenham, so there's less time to prepare. But um, I saw comments from Ole Aina today. You know, he was an old Chelsea boy, and he said he's, you know, he's um, he's really excited for the chance to play against his old team. And, um, and it's funny when Alison was talking about the new players coming. I was, I was thinking, didn't you have Kevin De Bruyne on your books? <laughs> Wasn't he on your books? Yeah, and you yeah. let him go. Yeah, yeah. I bet you were you let him go. Mo Salah. Oh, can you imagine that? Ooh, Mo Salah as well. Yeah, it's you know. Oh well. Um, but you know that's their problems. We've we've got uh, we've got enough on our plate trying to stay up. But it's yep. going to be. I know all Chelsea fans think it's going to be a cakewalk. Oh man, no 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 no. It'll be a good game. I agree yeah. with Alison. It's going to be toe to toe. Well, it should be. And I agree with it because she could see it as a draw. And uh, it's funny because one of the things I mentioned to Allison off air before we started, and, and I forgot to ask her about it, but I'll just mention it, is that there are media members that are now coming to light of how good Fulham have been playing Giannis. And, uh, you know, I saw mm-hmm. Tim Howard say after the Tottenham match that Fulham were the better footballing side. I heard him say it against Tottenham. That, to me, was a huge statement. Andy Townsend said it during the match. We're the better footballing side. So our journalists are the media coming around and not thinking anymore that we're the team from two seasons ago, and I think there's something to that. You know, forget about fans from other sides. They still feel the way that they feel. But I think think the uh, uh, people that are covering – the Premier League are starting to see that Fulham are no joke, that this match on tomorrow is going to be – it's going to be hard. It's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. And Allison could be right. It could actually be another draw. We'll see what happens, and we'll go through our predictions in, in just a bit. But, Giannis, you know, and, and again, let's move on. Let me get your thoughts on Chelsea. Well, um I mean, I never, I never agree with the, with the Lampard or Lampard. Let's just call him Lampard, shall we? Um, appointment in the first place. I, I um, you know, the, the, all the players that money can buy, the number of players they've sent on loan. We, we remember, you know, as Fulham, we had, you know, Thomas Callas a couple of years ago. Yesterday, it was announced um, that Lucas Piazon has gone on to SC Braga. He was on yep. their books for nine years. Nine years. You know, and they buy as many players as they want. It's like a monopoly board. Let's let's conquer corners and buy every, every property we can. And um, right now, they just don't see. They don't have an identity now. It doesn't mean they can't go out and put in a really good performance tomorrow. Right. But I'll tell you what: their last league game was against Man City, and they got thumped. They'd have come, They lost three one. They'd have finished third in a two horse race. 
remember Hudson Odoi scored in injury, injury time. In injury time, so it really was three 0 It really was. They got absolutely bonked. I mean, Chelsea would given one. Now, um, I don't care about playing Morecambe. Uh, Morecambe in the FA Cup. Oh, mother, that's an, that's, a, that's a nothing. But um, you're coming to the cottage. Yep. And um, it's a smaller pitch, and uh, we're lying. We're lying in wait, and one of the reasons um, we're lying in wait is is the man at the, at the top, and that's yep. Scotty Parker. I yep. said this to you a couple of weeks ago. He's 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 itching for this one. He's oh, I agree. This. You know, it's oh, funny yeah. because because I think that you know again, it's about the team, but who has the advantage here, coach versus coach? I think this is a storyline, Giannis. Who has the advantage, Scott Parker or Frank Lampard? Honestly, you know, what are yeah. your thoughts on that? Going into this, you know, and I'm going to share a couple comments because I, I think this is kind of where you're going on this. This is from our friend Steve Reynolds. Chelsea, one word, disjointed. Now, if you watch them, I can understand where where uh, mm-hmm. Steve's coming from. That, and then here's here's our friend, uh, my friend Chris here. Chelsea seemed to buy the players with no clear team strategy. Yeah, that's exactly right. Let's buy for that the heck of it. And they do look disjointed. They don't look like they have a lot of confidence. It's like um, they look like um, a plate of bubble and squeak, a bunch of ingredients just, just shoved in. Now, in reverse, you could say, well, how would Scotty be able to make a chicken salad out of chicken muck? Yeah. And that's what he had two years ago. But it goes to show that when you have a long-term project, the, the players aren't necessarily the most important thing. It's the culture that you build. And two years ago, he admitted it. The relegation was terrible. I remember last game of the season, lost 4 nothing in Newcastle. Last year, the first game, we lost up on Oakwell Barnsley. And he's very slowly tried to build the confidence back. But he's been sly as well in terms of his elimination of players and yep. the way he's done it. And look at someone like Mitro, who he's very quietly, you know, obviously doesn't meet to the standards of the sort of play that, that he wants right. in terms of quick transition. And um, he's now evolved into not just a very good coach, but a very clever coach. Um, his substitutions the other night against Tottenham were sublime. They worked instantly. Um, and we, you know, we had a little bit of luck as well, but we, we yep. asked the right questions with Spurs. So uh, I would give him the edge. I think psychologically, this is going to be a great one because Lampard's going to be, he's, he's obviously apprehensive and Scott he's just going to be frothing he's going right we had Spurs good bugger them they're done we've got these buggers and now we've got Man United on Wednesday they could be top and they're playing Liverpool Sunday that's right bring it we're just I say bring it on Giannis honestly bring it on because on Wednesday hopefully Lamina we don't know the status of Lamina we're going to talk about that in a second because I want to talk about Lamina and Kearney in just a bit but coming up next, we're really going to get into more of breaking down this match, Giannis and myself, and uh, it should be very interesting. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average, and those savings add up. Imagine what you could buy in the future. So, yeah, I used the savings from switching to Progressive 50 years ago to finally buy my dream car. It's a self-driving flying car, but we just say self-flying now. You know, because it's the future, and cars fly in the future. So switch to Progressive and save big because those savings can add up in the future. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National annual average insurance savings by new customer surveyed who saved with Progressive in 2020. Potential savings will vary. Okay, Giannis, let's now get into it, okay? You brought up a good point. So let's get right to talking about potential players that are going 
to be missed. And uh, I think this is significant because we need to talk about central midfield after this as we talk about what Fulham are going to do against Chelsea. Okay, so I want to get your thoughts on potentially Kearney and Lamina being out for this match. Parker had mentioned both. So what are your thoughts if neither one are able to go? I think it's unlikely that either one are going to play. So what are your thoughts? He's going to have to do some mixing and matching. And and, and, not, and let's not forget that Loftus-Cheek is going to be out because he can't play. That's right. Against, and that's the all this. And his, his parent club. But I think we're going to be okay in terms of – it depends how we shape it. Um, but I think we're going to be okay. He's got a game plan. I'm sure he's been – I mean, he's he's had to plan ahead for the fact that Loftus-Cheek wasn't going to play. Yep. So this isn't this isn't new to him. Lamina was playing well and, until and again there's speculation. Did he catch COVID or not? Does we it, don't know. We don't know. But in terms of the the game for me will be won and lost in in the midfield. And as long as you've got Anguisa playing the way he is, and Reed I thought had a very very good game the other yep. night, and um, you know was as physical as I think I've ever seen him. Um, I think we're gonna have we're gonna have some fun. The permutations up front could be interesting though. Um, in terms of how they're going to mix and match with pace, Lookman's going to cause problems. Right. Deca Reed, we talked about again. Deca Reed again. Caviero is going to be buoyed by that goal. Yeah. So we can play to a certain. Um, we can have a plan whereby the longer the game goes, the more they're going to panic because the expectations of their fans are going to be. Oh, it's Fulham. That should be easy. Two, three. Giannis, like I said earlier in the show, I keep hearing this, but it's Fulham. But it's Fulham. And it's not just the fans. You know, again, does that permeate to the players, to the coach? You know, again, when you keep hearing, but it's just Fulham, you kind of build into that. And what's interesting, and I keep saying this, is that Fulham are a real team now. And I was going to bring this up to you, and I think this is a good time to bring this up because we are talking about Scott Parker, and I'm curious what he's going to do in central midfield. But I, I want to ask you this because I thought about this. We talk about this here in New England with another team I follow, and I know you're going to agree with this. The difference between what's going on with Fulham right now and even two seasons ago, obviously the players are different, Giannis. The manager's different now. We have Parker. It's what I would call the buy-in. What I mean by the buy-in, Giannis, and I want your thoughts on this, this team is playing together because they have bought into what Parker is selling. And they are playing together as a team. It really is a team unit. But for it to work, they have to buy into the message from Parker and they bought in. Or they would not be looking like this. Two days notice. And they play like that. They bought into what Parker was selling. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think that, yeah, and, you know, and without sounding inappropriate, we, I know the phrase over here uses you drink, drinking the Kool-Aid. Drinking the Kool-Aid, same thing. Drinking the Kool-Aid. And uh, absolutely, you can see the relationship between he and the players. You can see how players have, have really, really improved. You can see the functionality in the setup of the team. And it's funny, looking back at the Tottenham game, you know, I, um, I mean, I've been massive on Robinson, as you know. I, I didn't think he even had the greatest game. I was thinking, okay, yeah. so if you've got him, I, I, he's going to have, Reece James is going to have some fun tomorrow if Robinson has a good game. I mean, I, that, that could really be a problem. And on the right-hand side, if he sticks with the, Aina Tetti formation there, yep. and you put Anguissa in the read in the middle. You can flip and put Lookman on. You can put Caviero on the right. You can put Lookman on the left and put BDR up front. And right there, you've got a problem because now you're thinking, okay, we do we attack, attack, attack. But these buggers can take us in the break. They can take us in the break. We've got full full backs that can can just fly. 
Teti, Teti's strength um, is his crossing and his speed. That's and right, Robinson going forward. Right, and Robinson hasn't quite got the crossing bit done yet. No, he has not. The speed we know he can do. And look, 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 cross for for Ivan's uh, goal the other night. Yep. So um, you underestimate any team in this division at your peril. Newcastle find that out against Sheffield United the other night. That's right. That's right. And if if they take that approach, you know, you know, I don't think, as Allison said, that. Lampard's going to be taking that approach, but it's one to take it and two for the players to believe it. Absolutely. So they, they have to, I guess, and reverse buy into what Lampard is selling that, Hey, you got to take Fulham seriously. And if they don't, I think they're in for a rude awakening. I, I'm being honest here because I think uh, there's an opportunity here for Fulham and Fulham shouldn't fear anyone, including Chelsea, including Manchester United coming up. They are playing together as a team. When you play like this, when you've bought into what the manager has sold you, you got a chance in any match, and they certainly do right now. But let's talk again about central midfield because I find this an interesting conundrum. You talked about what what is Scotty going to do up front. Who is going to take the place of Ruben Loftus-Cheek now? Who's going to play that number 10 role? And I'm going to give a shout-out to my friend Steve Reynolds because he was trying to play around with this. Would you put Lookman in that position centrally? Would you do that instead? Would, would you have him play that role? Would you have Bobby Decadova replay that role? Who plays the Ruben Loftus-Cheek role against Chelsea? Well, if I'm going to go. If you do not have the players, like we're talking about Kearney, and it doesn't look like Lamina's going to be involved. Lamina wouldn't play that role, but you know what I'm saying. Who plays that role? Well, I put together. Uh, I know this isn't a thing, but I've got a lineup here for tomorrow. I've got the lineup. I think. Okay. Should, okay. Should, should, should Go ahead. Tomorrow, and it's and although I'm going to add a caveat at the end that I'm going to be yelled at, but so be it. So obviously, uh, Ariola, um, and then you got obviously Tosin and, and Anderson and, and Oleana, and then you got Teti on the right and Robinson on the left, and Geese and Reed in the middle. Um, I think they'll go. They could go Lookman on the left, Cavier on the right, BDR in the middle. So that okay. would be my eleven. But I'm doing with a caveat because the caveat is I don't know why and I, I have it's this is only gut feeling I have no substance or basis on this but for some reason I think that if Mitro is fit tomorrow he will play I agree with that this is a sort of game where he can say there's been rumors going around he could go out, go out to Anderlecht on loan yep. if I'm Scotty I'd say okay you've been part of this project for a while you see what we're doing this game is going to really tell me if you buy in. Because if you don't, you're not on the boat. You're going, okay. it is what it is. And I actually think he can fit into the way Parker wants to play because he can hold up the ball and he can be dangerous in the box. I think there's a role for him here, Giannis. Especially with Teti, yeah, and you're right, especially with Teti fit. Because yes, Teti's a yes exactly. Now, if, we, if, if that doesn't work, of course, then we're talking about getting, I mean, down the line, we need to get another strike and someone's going to really yep. feed off the crosses coming from wide. But um, Reed was very good the other night. He and was. Ang- and Angisa was too. And, you know, it's it's really nice to see a team that, that really are the sum of its parts. Exactly. Uh, that, to me, is what makes it special, Giannis. Yeah. And that's why when I, when I look at some of the, the things that have been said about Fulham, I understand it at the beginning of the season. If you're saying it now, you're not paying attention. 
Yeah, and actually, I want to throw something at you, and, and the, the listeners will love this. They can have a bit of a laugh, and I'm sure you'll Throw it at me. Okay, this is the lineup that we had two years ago when we last played Chelsea. I okay. have it in front of me. So let's all have a bit of a fun. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so Sergio Rico was in net. Okay, that's fine. We had Dennis Adoy at right back, Joe Bryan at left back, and it was Tim Ream and Havard Nortweit. Oh. And then in the middle, we had K-Mac and Callum Chambers. Oh, boy. Then our three in front were Ryan Sess on the left, Ryan yep. Babel on the right, Kenny in the middle, and Mitch yep. up front. And our subs were Mr. Fabry, Mr. Aite, Luciano Vieto, Maxime Le Marchand, Cyrus Christie, Jean-Michel Siri, I wonder, and Anguissa. Anguissa. So okay. you look at that team there compared, compared to, to what the we team, have now. It's, it's not even chalk and cheese. It's and it's, 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 yeah, it's a team. And, um, and that's, well, that's why what we're talking about, Giannis. This is a real team. And that's why I'm actually, you know, we're talking about this. And people keep asking me, do you think Fulham are, are going to stay in the division? Are there three teams worse than Fulham? There might be five teams worse than Fulham, but they need to prove it. You know, as Steve was saying to me last night, it's not just about getting these draws. He's right about this. They need to start turning them into victories. But as Rob Wilson said, and I'm paraphrasing, he said he can feel it coming back-to-back wins, and he could be right. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I think that's down the road because they're building towards something. I don't think it's going to happen in in the next two matches, obviously, who you're playing, but I think that's in the cards. I don't think they're going to continue to draw teams, but they're difficult to beat. It's now about that final piece, Giannis, and we keep banging on about it. They need that player that can put the ball in the back of the net. If you add that to what you're doing now, you have the base. You have the team mentality. Now you need that person to put it in the back of the net. Is it Mitro? I still think it can be, but I I think you also need someone else, not just him, as an alternative. You need other players being able to put the ball in the back of the net. When you are having nothing against Bobby Decadovery, when he's your leading goal scorer, that tells you something. Yeah. That absolutely tells you something. I love Bobby Decadovery. He should not be your leading goal scorer, Giannis. Agreed. We all know that they need another striker. And I'm not sure if Tony watches, and I'm sure Tony's aware of all the talk. He knows what Fulham need. They need another striker. Scott Parker has said it. That's the missing piece. Again, we could go back to when uh, Fulham got Mitro. They desperately needed that piece. It's really not that different this time around. Fulmer are, are in a different part of the table, different division, but that need is still there, Giannis. Yeah, and if the Khans are watching them, I and they made a on a separate note, they made a they made a big splash yesterday, bringing in Urban Meyer to be in oh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Huge, coach. huge. Okay, so so Tony, if you're watching, that kind of impact as a striker because Meyer goes into an NFL team with the number one pick in the draft. Yep, and he can okay. turn it all around. He turn it all around, and he, and what Tony can do now is if bring in a striker. Uh, is there anybody in the Premier League that you see? We've this free agents out there still. It's gone very very quiet. Is this going to be? You know, my wife and I were talking about this yesterday. But you know, do clubs have the money? Are they going to go loans? Not really sure. I'll tell you what. One team right now that I would be scared in terms of their status in the division is Newcastle. Right oh, now, I totally agree with you. Are, I absolutely okay. agree with you. I think they're on their way oh. down. Now, I could be dead wrong on this. They are okay. hor- horrific to watch, 
And I'm just saying beyond that, I don't, I think that they could potentially end up in the bottom three. And I know where they are on the table right now. I have no idea how they got to the point where they are right now because they, again, look like a team that is one of the three worst because I don't think Fulham look like that. But again, it's not about looking like it. You have to prove that you're better than that. And Fulham are where they are as uh, a former co-host, David Holland, I'll give him a shout out, would always say, the table doesn't lie. David's right about that. He's always, he was always been right. I'll give David his due on that. The table doesn't lie. Okay, Giannis, before we go to predictions, let's get back to talking about this because I want to get your strategy. I'm going to put you in the shoes of Scotty, okay? What are you going to do against Chelsea? How would you set Fulham up? You can't, you've already given your starting 11. What would be your strategy against Chelsea? Because I just watched a bunch of highlights and I've watched them play. I think that there is a great chance here to get some points, dare I say, a victory here. So what does Parker do? What would you do if you're him? Go for it. I mean, it's that, that simple. I mean, just in the change room, um, he the players don't need reminding about this game. They, you don't need to G them up. They're ready. And, and you know he's ready. So... I just say go for it. Go go play your game. The one thing you cannot do against top teams yep. is you can't go like the top one, you can't go, oh my good God, you got Son and Kane out there. And you got Larice in there and you got Hoyer there and LaSalle. Yep. You're going to, oh Christ, we're going to lose. They're going to kill us. You can't it's not you're not playing Marine, right? Even even yep. and so you just go and you say, Okay, we're gonna have a go and we're gonna ask some questions like we did against Liverpool. That's right. Let's see if we can if we score first, oh, the record gonna... if we score first is unbelievable. Yeah, and I think I I, I believe we win if we score first. I think just, but okay. I would the players. I just say, go for it. I don't need. I don't. I don't. No pregame speech. Don't need to say anything. Off you go. Okay. Go have some fun. And I'm glad that you brought this up because there should be no fear. They played against Liverpool, like you said. They played against Mo Salah, kept him silent, and. The Firmino and Mane. Look what they did against Jamie Vardy. I was saying this to a friend today. Now, obviously Kane scores, but what did Kane do be, besides that, Giannis? They did a decent job on him. Now, obviously, Son ha- has some good opportunities, but if you look at it overall, Fulham didn't do a terrible job against Tottenham of, of those two. You know, again, they scored one. They had a few opportunities, but overall, there should be no fear because they've already shown the success that they've had against some of the top players in the division. They can go up against Chelsea. They can go up against Manchester United. And again, that's the next one. And there's some great players on Manchester United. They shouldn't fear anyone at this point. So I agree with you. Go out there to win it. Go out there to win it. Play with no fear because you play with no fear against Tottenham, you can play the exact same way against Chelsea. The pressure really, Giannis, as Allison said, there's a huge amount of pressure on Chelsea right now. It's on Lampard, but you know what? If it's on Lampard, guess who else it's on? It's on the players. So they they could come in kind of tight. They could be feeling the pressure, and this is an opportunity if you take it to them. If you play the way that you know you can play, you don't have to be overly aggressive. But if you played the way you played against Liverpool, against Tottenham, whereas you're solid defensively, but you're dangerous going forward, there's no reason why they can't get a point, dare I say, a victory. 
that's my thoughts on that, my friend. All right, cool. let's let's end with predictions. And uh, predictions. anyone watching us live, feel free to share your predictions. I got an interesting one, but I want to go to Giannis first. Giannis, give me your prediction for this match. I've been pretty spot on recently as well. I know, I know. So I'm I'm, I'm counting on you, my friend. Give me your prediction. We're going to win this one nothing. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna beat Chelsea. We're gonna beat Chelsea. Okay. We're, gonna be, we're gonna beat Chelsea, and we're gonna we're gonna send them and their little tails home tomorrow. I I think this is gonna be this is the sort of game I love to coach in, where you, where you just go right off you go. Just that there's gonna be some some um, some very very fired up players tomorrow. The coach, the coaching staff are gonna be, and even if we go a goal down, yep. Even if we go a goal down. We have the confidence and we've got the wherewithal. And we've we've got now the, been able to come from behind, so they now know behind. they can do it. Yeah, I think, I think we win it tomorrow. I do. I really – we've got nothing to be afraid of. And these are games – let's be honest. Where we're not expecting anything. Sharon. Oh, everybody's point. Yeah, it looks like – yeah. Good. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Us winning. Yes. Three points for the boys. I think we should play in yellow tomorrow, but that's another matter. We seem <laughs> to play well in yellow with a giant lemon army. <laughs> That's great. We're, yes. we're not allowed to do because we're not we're not allowed to do, we're not allowed to change our home uniforms, are we? I don't think so. I'm not sure. Oh, I have to share this from from Mr. Leach. Nil nil third in a row, boy. Would that be something? Could be. Uh, it, could it could be. You could be right. I tell you what. You see that? Do you see that body check that um, Anderson did on Harry Winks the other night? Yes, I did. Oh yes. See ya. Off you go. Love that. Just I couldn't stop laughing. That was that's that, but that's the identity now that the yep. Scotty Thornton's on the squad. So okay, so I've given this a lot of thought. I'm I'm going to change my prediction slightly. I'm not going to be as gung ho as I initially was going to be here, Giannis. I'm going to say two to. I'm going to go with two to one. I I don't like going two to one, but I'm going to say two to one to fall because I I think uh, I I think there's a chance here. The the one thing that does concern me, Giannis, is the fact that we did play Wednesday. That's a concern here, and that Chelsea have had more time off. So that does bother me a little bit. But I'm going to go two to one. I'm going to share some more comments because they're coming in. John Farrell, Fulham two to one, and Frank gets the boot. Yay. Okay, let's see here. Olaf from Spain, leave the chimneys. <laughs> good stuff. Yeah, and then Edward says he could get the boot. Okay, very, yeah. very good. Good stuff there, my friend. Good. Good show. This 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 was a fun show, my friend. It was a fun yeah, Ali, show. Ali was excellent. She was great. She was excellent. Yeah, she was she excellent. Was, yeah, yeah. For sure. And uh, a lot of fun. Before we go, I just want to mention one last time. Thank you to our special guest, Allison Bender. I've known Allison for a while now, and uh, you can follow her on Twitter at Ali Bender TV. Please do give her a follow. I see her all over. She's like like I said, a freelance presenter, and you will see Allison on TV, and she does a wonderful job and. She did a wonderful job tonight. Yanis, final thoughts before we wrap this up. That was a really fun show. Alison was excellent. Some some great insight. And I know yep. she's you're probably going to be watching this and hoping that um her, that Chelsea win. But yep. you know, the last time we we beat them, it was, I think it was a Bow Morte special uh, yep. down at the cottage. And uh, you know, the, the performance. I just saw the goal, by the way. Replayed. Yeah. I just saw yeah. it. It's it's a special it's a special game for us and. Um, Scotty's done a magnificent job, and it'll be great. Even if we, even if we get a point, it really does tell. You know, it signifies the rest of the division that the upward trajectory that our squad is on right now, right. and maybe we get that a bit more respect, a lot more respect than I think that we we deserve a lot more respect than the sort of comments that Jose comes out with, lucky and and all this rubbish. So, see that stuff still is there, Giannis, and 
it's annoying. Like I mentioned, I'm seeing some of it in the other direction, which is positive, but you still have that thing about foam. Like I said, if you want a good laugh, and I would recommend foam supporters do this, go on YouTube, and uh, I can't remember the name of the show. There's a Tottenham show from a bunch of fans that actually did a watch-along of the Fulham match. And you can find this on YouTube. I would recommend every Fulham supporter going to do this. Giannis is writing this down. Oh, yeah. Because when you get to the goal from Cavallaro, you will have the biggest grin you'd ever want on your face. It's worth watching just to see their reaction when Cavallaro scores the goal because it was priceless. And I've seen this from other shows. I saw this on this Lester YouTube video. You know, I told you about that one. There's another one for Tottenham. If you want to put a smile on your face, check it out. I can't remember the name of the show. It's Tottenham. It might be Tottenham fans something. I can't remember, but I would highly recommend watching it because I've watched it a few times and I've paused it because I just start laughing. It's just, it's because, because again, it also brings up that whole thing, Giannis, that's still out there, but it's full. And those are the three words, but it's full. You know what? And at some point you have to stop saying, but it's full, you know, you know, and uh, you know, and I'll mention this and, and, and then we'll wrap this up because this annoyed me as well. Craig Burley, who is a presenter over here for ESPN FC in the U S again, he was doing the, I'm paraphrasing the, the, but it's Fulham thing. And I'm thinking, Craig, you, you have to stop with the big club bias because that's what this was about. When you see these presenters, you know, and again, as I said to Allison, that's starting to change, but there are some others that will just continue to just say, but it's Fulham. I said, at some point you're going to have to stop saying, but it's Fulham, you know, because, you know, because I, I think we deserve more respect than that. Anyways, absolutely. Anyways, let's wrap this up. For Yash and AS, I'm Russ Goldman and a very special guest, Allison Bender. Thank you, as always, for watching and listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.